not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Going to talk a little presidential politics this segment uh, because our special guest of the week, Doug Helzer, from uh, the state that's selected the president every year since I think it was like 1868 or something like that. Ohio has selected uh, the president. So, Doug, welcome back to the program. Are you uh, are, are you following the race? Uh, what do you think about uh, what, what's happening? And uh, what do you think about your hometown governor? Well, I, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it's a good question because, you know, Ohio kind of has been uh, the state that uh, we've looked at in most of the recent elections that really kind of determines who's going to be the president. And, um, you know, I think uh, uh, Governor Casey has just done a, a good job. I, I, I think the, re, the Republican uh, candidates um, all, I think, have some, some valid uh, points. Uh, I, I don't see uh, too many of them um, eliminating or dramatically changing the Affordable Care Act. And so I'm not sure if that's going to have a substantial impact on on the ACA moving forward. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I mean, things can change. Right, right. Uh, one, one of the people said the biggest winners in the early debate was Obamacare because it didn't come up. Like last year, last time around, it was everybody was talking about it. Right. Well, you know, after surviving two uh, Supreme Court challenges, uh, I think it's uh, pretty much in place, at least for, you know, the next uh, four or five years, I would say. But, you know, a lot of that's going to depend on how long it can really, truly remain affordable for the employer and, and the consumer. Right, right. Exactly. Talking with Doug Helzer, president of Simplify HR. Now, we were talking last segment about some of the issues with insurance uh, for employers, but you work with a lot of people also on the individual side. How would you rate, on a scale of 1 to 10, your overall experience as an agency uh, working and interfacing with healthcare.gov? Right. Well, in the first year, it wouldn't even merit uh, a 1 <laughs> um, because there, there were substantial access issues with healthcare.gov, and so I think a lot of people uh, were not only confused by the process, but very frustrated uh, with the time it took to uh, get into the system, pick a plan, get enrolled, and and frankly, stay enrolled, Uh, because as uh, the last couple of years have have gone on, I I do find that the, the web portal is more accessible. We find that the uh, uh, enrollment process uh, is a bit easier, um, uh, but 
also have discovered through you know num- numerous service issues, an awful lot of, uh, of uh, our participants have been contacted by healthcare.gov and uh, asked to verify information. And whether that's, you know, social security numbers, whether it's dependent information, whether that's uh, income verification, uh, that process has caused a number of people to literally be dropped uh, out of the system. They've lost their coverage. And the reason is, is because when they ask you for documentation of income, you have to respond very quickly in the time frame that they stipulate, and you have to make sure that they receive the information uh, so that you satisfy their request. Um, and so uh, that's been problematic for a number of people that we work with. They literally, if they didn't report properly, but they didn't report the time frame requested, their coverage has been dropped. Seriously? Absolutely. And then there's an appeal process to get back onto healthcare.gov, but it's it's a lengthy process. So I think you have to be very diligent that when you purchase a plan through the government portal, uh, which clearly a lot of people have, but uh, uh, not nearly the numbers I think that they expected, but you must be diligent and get that information that they request back to them in the time frame that they request and, and you know, where they want it set. So uh, you don't want to lose your coverage mid-year and then go through an appeal process because that's, you know, again, it's a lengthy process, and uh, you know, clearly it, you're without coverage until you have verification that you've been reinstated. What happens if they um, had already maybe paid some of their deductible for the year or utilized coverage, and then they just blanked it? I mean, I could see myself being somebody that just, like, I might not even get the mail in time. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you don't even know and you're without coverage? Well, uh, you know, again, read everything that comes in the mail. I'm not a big proponent of junk mail, but at the same time, Make sure that everything that you receive, you've at least, you know, read through. Make sure it's not uh, a request from, you know, uh, your health plan administrator. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, it it has been problematic. We've had a couple of situations where the people responded in time. They responded very quickly. They sent the information and confirmed that the information was received, and they were still dropped. What? Yeah. So, you know, I think the one lingering problem that continues to happen with healthcare.gov is that is that connectivity that they have with the carriers, the providers. So, you know, that that seems to break down still, um, uh, you know, four or five years after this act has been put in place. That's just wild, though, that some of those people, I mean, it's just an example of, like, a very big rhetorical question that I've asked many times is, do you want the government in charge of your health care? And uh, these are some of the things that comes with uh, putting government in charge of things, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, for those that lose coverage, qualified uh, plans during the year, 
you know, that creates a special enrollment period. And so, you know, you if for an individual policy, you've got 60 days to pick a plan and get enrolled. And for group, if you're moving from one employer to another or you're going to an employer and coming off either an individual or uh, COBRA or, or what have you, uh, you know, then you've got 31 days to get enrolled uh, through that special enrollment period. So, and, and, and the carriers have no recourse. If you miss that open enrollment window, mm-hmm. they cannot extend you coverage. They're are not exceptions. Wow. So, uh, again, especially as it relates to group insurance and, and the people that are administering the benefits for an employer, you know, all this has to be timed out. You know, we've built alerts into our, our platform, make sure that you know whether somebody is has completed their enrollment or not, and we track it all the way up the last minute and send alerts to all the management uh, including the immediate managers of that company to make sure that they don't miss that person. That's so true. You, you have to, and that's why it's so important to have technology to manage this stuff because, I mean, with all these things moving, it just seems easy for, for one to, to slip through it. I, I'm just kind of shocked to to think that people, uh, just because they, they didn't respond within a certain amount of time, actually lose their insurance when that was the whole point of, of this law in the first place. Let's talk for a second about why why that might happen. And I think, Doug, it's because people don't realize that if you get a subsidy, which 8 out of 10 people that went to the marketplace last year did, that doesn't go to you. That goes from the government to the insurance companies, doesn't it? Yeah, that, uh, the, the system pays the carrier uh, that subsidy amount. So, so, you know, if your income changes, that means, you know, you're going to potentially get, you know, that that would change the amount of subsidy that, that one would get. And so that's why they do these forms. My just question or thought is, is just like, is this the right approach? And I think this is going to end up almost doing more harm than good. I don't know. Just me, though. Well, you know, uh, the, the first draft uh, and, and the, the, the first passage of the law, the language in the law says that an employer has to verify, uh, provide coverage for the, all of the employees. Uh, family members of an employer, he, uh, you know, so, you know, you've got all the dependents, et cetera, their income gets uh, folded into that equation, but they they passed safe harbor uh, regulation to limit that to the W-2 of the employee and single-only coverage. So, you know, you know, the first draft of the law was even more burdensome for an employer to administer than it is currently. And yet, at the same time, we still find an awful lot of employees or individuals that go to enroll, they aren't reporting all of their income. Right. You know, if you have income, if you have any additional income other than your paycheck, you have to report that. And that all goes into the calculation for your subsidy. And so if you're not reporting all of the income that you generate or receive, uh, that's going to cause a problem. And when you go to file your taxes the following year, there's a pretty good chance that you're not going to get the return that you expected because, you know, the government's going to take the amount of subsidy that was oversubsidized to you, and they're going to take it back. Clawback, they call it, right? Right. Yeah. And we've had, 
we've had a number of those, and again, it's just somebody not really thinking through the entire process. When they ask you what your income is, it may be more than your paycheck. Exactly, exactly. We're talking with Doug Helzer, president of Simplify HR Now, about uh, some of these plans and giving advice to people as open enrollment is just around the corner. Wanted to draw attention to a Deloitte survey finding this week, looks like, or a couple weeks ago, 30% of Obamacare enrollees are actually satisfied with their current plans. That opposed to 42% of those with employer plans and 46% overall. Kind of makes a whole new uh, ring to uh, if you like your plan, you can keep it, huh? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that a lot of people uh, uh, that have gone through the exchange have uh, secured a subsidy. I think one of the biggest challenges that they're finding is many of the networks that are available to them through the carriers and the exchange are more restrictive than the networks that they've enjoyed in uh, the group environment. Uh, And so even though they may uh, be uh, provided an affordable premium with a quality carrier, uh, they may not have the same access to all the providers uh, that somebody with that same carrier enjoys in a group uh, situation. So yeah, you, go, you really do have to be careful and make sure that your providers are in the network of the plan that you're selecting through the exchange. Great point on access, Doug. You know, one of the three legs of health policy. Kind of the whole reason for the law was to improve access, but um, I don't know. We, I guess if that happens, it's, I suppose it remains to be seen. Right. Well, uh, to date, I can tell you uh, access to providers with certain carriers is way more restrictive than it has been in the past. Right, right. Hey, Doug, any final thoughts before we let you go this week? You know, uh, if, if anybody wants to visit our website, uh, simplifyhrsolutions.com, and, and of course, simplify, we, we misspell that with a, an I on the end instead of a Y. Uh, we have, you know, a fair amount of information about uh, our services, compliance issues, and and more importantly, I think for a lot of your listeners, our, our Simplify HR Now automated platform uh, that can help employers uh, stay compliant in a automated, secure, paperless environment and really become a lot more efficient uh, managing this entire process. Great, great. All right, that was Doug Helzer. President of Simplify HR Now. Uh, thanks, Doug. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Well, we look forward to your visit, and, uh, and uh, uh, I hope you uh, have a, a good weekend. All right. See you. All right. Thanks, Doug. That was Doug Helzer, president of Simplify HR Now. Check out their site and their platform. Trust me, it's the bomb. You're not going to want to miss it. I got one more segment to give you my final thoughts and predictions uh, for the next quarter here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Online, as always, healthreformexplained.com. And here on the program, back after this. 